Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back here on a Football Friday, and I'm I might add a big Football Friday, Sunday Night Football. Bills coming down here to play the Miami Dolphins. Yes, the Bills are back again for this AFC East Championship game. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk joins us. Mike, good morning. How you doing? Joe, I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Are you, are you coming down, Mike, uh, for the game, or are you going to be doing it from uh, back at the house? No, I'll be at the studio. I'm at the studio every week of the year except the first Thursday night game when we go on site, and then for our division round game, we usually go to wherever that game is this year. It may be San Francisco or Dallas, but – that's what we're going to do. So I'll be in Connecticut at the NBC Sports headquarters, breaking down everything that happens throughout the day, seeing who's on the hot seat, who's in trouble, et cetera, and setting the stage for that game on Sunday night. Boy, you're right. It's Sunday and Monday with uh, the good and the bad news for, for a lot of people, not just football, but uh, people that work in football for sure. Hey, hey Mike, so what's your gut feeling on uh, this Sunday night football game? By the way, maybe the biggest two games, Baltimore now this game, in the last 20-something years for this uh, Miami Dolphins football team to try to win this AFC East and stay at home. What's your gut on this feeling? It's a lot to come back from a 56-19 to debacle, and it's going to challenge all the skills and abilities of Mike McDaniel to get the team to set the reset button and forget about what happened. It's just a loss, whether it's by one point or whether it's by 100 points. And the Dolphins have been on the other side of that back in week three when they beat the Broncos 70-20. to and the Broncos eventually turned it around. But the question is, how quickly can you turn it around after something like that? And now you've got a team coming to town that beat you 48-20. to 20. That was forever ago as far as the NFL is concerned. Week four, different teams. Teams get better. Teams get worse. But the reality is the Bills bottomed out on that Monday night at home against the Broncos when they fired Ken Dorsey the next day, their offensive coordinator, and they began to dig out from there. I just worry that the Dolphins don't have enough time to dig out from what happened on Sunday against the Ravens. It's just a lot to process. There isn't much time to do it. And I think it's going to be a tough, tough ask for the Dolphins to turn it around and win this game, especially if the Bills are facing elimination altogether. We'll know by kickoff what the stakes are for the Bills. Obviously, for the Dolphins, it's two seed versus wild card go on the road, et cetera sixth seed most, most likely and go to Miami. But for the Bills, if the Jaguars and the Steelers win before that game starts, 
A loss by the Bills means no playoffs at all for Buffalo. So that, that will raise the stakes and make the game even more dramatic. So this is a huge, huge game. The Bills have, have not looked great offensively the past couple of weeks, but they just keep winning. Yeah. So, I mean, my gut tells me Buffalo. I, I don't want to just pander and say Miami when I'm in Miami and Buffalo when I'm in Buffalo, but <laughs> it, my gut tells me Buffalo, but, but who the hell knows? It's, it's going to come down to how quickly the Dolphins can forget about last weekend and focus on, on the task at hand. You know, if, the, I, I, it's, if, if, I'm, if I'm a member of that team and I saw and just lived through what happened in Baltimore, man, I really don't want to go back to Baltimore ever, <laughs> at least yeah, not this right, year. Right. It's just it, for it to happen now. It's one thing if it happens week two. For it to happen now, it's just a lot to come back from. It was, and it was looking like such a good game for a quarter and a half. You're going, wow, this is going to be a really tight one. And next thing you know, you're five touchdowns uh, down in that game. Hey, so I, I got to ask you, I know we got a lot to get to to get caught up from the week. Uh, one of the strangest finishes ever. Just when, Mike, we think we've seen everything reporting lineman eligible to be a receiver and getting the wrong guy and Taylor Decker. And he said, I did everything. And Brad Allen goes, no, you didn't. I heard from another guy, Mike, that can't happen. I mean, the whole thing, and there's a zillion different parts to it, but what are your thoughts? And the league just can't have finishes like that after a two-point conversion. Well, look – I have heard from many unhappy Lions fans this week who think I'm carrying water for the NFL. Anyone that has followed my work knows that I am not afraid to poke a finger in the NFL's eye and in the name of making things better. I've said for years they need to tear down the officiating function and rebuild it from the ground up with all available technologies incorporated to make it better, to make it easier, to streamline it, to get rid of the two sticks and 10 yards of chain that they use. There are so many ways the process can be improved. However, however, in this case, in this case, the Lions knew damn well what they were trying to do. The Lions wanted to use a very mechanical, simple, check-the-box procedure. When a player wearing an ineligible number reports to the game as an eligible receiver, and Dan Skipper, the jumbo package tight end for the Lions, repeatedly does that. The prior week, he did it six times against the Vikings. He comes in, jumbo package, brush your shirt, go to the referee and report, and you're the eligible receiver. What the Lions tried to do here, Joe, was play a shell game with the Cowboys, where Dan Skipper runs not to the huddle, but to the referee, even though he has no intention to report. Taylor Decker with Penny Sewell next to him, approach Brad Allen from the other direction, and Decker's the one who says, I'm eligible. Well, they wanted to confuse the Cowboys. Dan Campbell admits they wanted to confuse the Cowboys. They confused Brad Allen. And when Dan Campbell rants and raves about how we told them during the meeting and we had it all written up, well, you know what they didn't write up, Joe? They didn't write up, and they didn't talk to the officials about this pre-snap ruse. Because I guarantee you, there's no way the officials would have gone along with something if Dan Campbell had said to Brad Allen, hey, hey, Brad, come here. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to run that play. And before before we run the play, we want to fool the Cowboys. We, we want them to think that, that 70 is eligible, but actually 68 is eligible. So when you have 
two guys come at you one way, and when you see 70 run out to you like he always does when he's reporting, he's not actually reporting. I just want you to be aware of that so you don't get confused when it happens. There's no way that happens. <laughs> Could you imagine if the officials went along with that? Could you imagine what the uproar would be if we knew about that? Right. So the Lions wanted to fool the Cowboys. They successfully fooled the official. I wish they would own it. I, and I know that, that part of it is, hey, now our team's pissed off and it's going to help us in the rematch against the Cowboys. It's unfortunate that the Lions won't come out and own it and explain it because it's ultimately their fault. They played a game, and the game backfired on them, plain and simple. Yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. By the way, um, speaking of, of quarterbacks, which we have talked about so much, it looks like, Mike, unless I'm mistaken, I think I counted last night, only 12 teams starting quarterbacks have started every game, Tua Tungavailoa being one of them is why I even looked. Mike, there's there's really nothing else the league can do to protect quarterbacks. Is there really? I mean, they're already pampered pretty good. Is there anything else they can do? I know the league doesn't want to see third and fourth string quarterbacks at the end of the year. Is there anything well, you can see? You know, last year when the league was trying to justify – the, the hypersensitivity for roughing the passer. And it's the only rule in the book that says, when in doubt, throw the flag. And, you know, I harp on this all the time. The rule says, when in doubt, throw the flag. And anytime they bring in a rules analyst for any broadcast, that should be the first thing said after a roughing penalty. You know, this is the only rule in the book that says, when in doubt, throw the flag. So if they have any doubt, they throw the flag. <laughs> so when, when the NFL was defending that, Troy Vincent was on ESPN. Troy Vincent's the executive VP of football operations. He said... Hey, look, if the quarterbacks are injured, we're not going to be the most watched shows on TV. Well, one thing they've learned this year, even though quarterbacks are injured, people still watch. Right. So I don't, know, I don't know how much that logic holds. But to your point, there's only one way that they could make it any safer for quarterbacks. And they'll never do this because it would fundamentally change the game. But at this point, all they can do is apply the roughing, the punter, and kicker rules to quarterbacks. So once the ball's out, you can't hit them. And if you run into them, it's five. And if you hit them hard, it's 15. You just can't touch them once they throw the ball. They're never going to do that. But that's all they can do at this point. They already look the other way on left tackles and right tackles leaving early, unless it's too blatant because it gives that tackle a better chance to block the pass rusher. They look the other way on holding all the time. They're trying to keep the quarterback healthy. They're trying to make offenses go. The only thing they could do at this point is say, we're going to take the roughing the punter and roughing the kicker rules and apply them to quarterbacks. Mike, does this seem like we blame officials more this year or is this going every year? But it seems like it seems like this year we've just we blame them for everything. And they're just doing what they're Joe, told. Joe, I, I think back to the days before the proliferation of legalized gambling. The NFL was adamantly opposed to legalized gambling. And the commissioner himself said, if gambling is legalized on a widespread basis, normal incidents of the game will be viewed skeptically as evidence of rigging, point shaving, match fixing, etc. And now that everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, it's DraftKings this, it's FanDuel that, it's bet on this, it's bet on that, that has created an environment where people aren't willing to accept incompetence or human frailty or, you know, an officiating function that is premised on the naked eye of a middle-aged person who's out there among the gladiators trying right. not to get trampled instead of relying upon all available technologies. So that's the problem. 
The stakes are higher now. It's no longer about the two teams involved. Jerry Jones made the argument a couple weeks ago that when we play a game, we understand that, and this is Jerry Jones' quote, the official may be half blind. We understand that. It could help us. It could hurt us. We understand that. Now that you have all these apps and all these ads and all these ways that people can legally bet, the stakeholders aren't just the teams involved. And I think that's what's created even more scrutiny of the officiating. And I don't think the league is going to do anything until it's forced to do something. I just wish the league would carve off some of that money and really spend the time and the effort necessary. It's not just the money, it's the effort. You think about any organization. People have their jobs to do. They're already busy. Now I've got to carve out more time to try to go against the momentum that opposes improving officiating and getting people on board with it. Screw it. I'm busy enough. I got enough to worry about. I'm not going to be the one who's trying to carry the flag for something that I can sense the organization doesn't want to do. So there's a lot of reasons why they won't do it until they have to do it. And my concern is there's going to be some kind of a scandal, some kind of a problem, some kind of a Tim Donahue thing that creates damage that won't be reversed for years before they finally do what they need to do before the reckoning arrives. Boy, Mike, um, it's going to be really interesting. I I heard uh, a lot of these national shows hitting the, we need full-time officials. I think we need to get on the same page on on all these calls. There's so many, the the area of gray is throughout. You talked about holding and so many of these hits, whether they're legal, you slow them down and and uh, all those things that those uh, those officials just can't do. Hey, Mike, thank you, man. Hey, Joe, Joe, let me tell you this real quick, though. Yeah. Here's where full-time officials would work. Here's, here's the benefit of it. Beyond the fact that you have their full focus and they're not working two different jobs, on Tuesday and Wednesday of each week, all the officials go to the same place. They're in the same room, and they're all there while they go over these yeah, plays. I and agree. they make sure they all understand it the same way. That's what they need to do. That's a good point. No, I can't disagree with anything that those guys get on the same page. You're right. Mike, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.